0: are live ladies and gentlemen we're not live at all this is a goddamn podcast my name is dylan gott i'm with john hastings this is the wrestler review we're back with a live episode i've recovered from covid 22 and i'm ready to talk about dutch mantel but first we will talk about another man who is annoying john's going to explain to me and maybe you maybe you already know this but why is elon musk buying twitter a bad thing
1: uh well it'll become it's not (laughs) It will be then – it's a social media website that we're all on that's at the whim of one guy. That's what it is. It will no longer be a public company. It will be a private company. He's just a shit poster who uses it to inflate um, Bitcoin stocks.
0: His his investments, yeah.
1: Yeah, so this is the thing is it's more than likely – as I've gleamed understanding by asking (laughs) exactly one person and reading three articles, basically what it is is (laughs) – uh, he's doing it to inflate his value in the stock. He's doing it because he does want to control Twitter. Because if you're the richest man in the world, it would be very valuable to basically control the means of media, which is Twitter. Like yeah, con- control thought. Exactly. Like Donald Trump became Donald Trump ruled the world because every two minutes he'd be like, Megan Kelly's a fat bitch," and also club sandwiches are fucking cool, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, can you turn um, your mic down a bit? no
0: <laughs> good Refuse. absolutely off. not this is like this it. is
1: is this is it any lower
0: is it any lower i don't know i can't tell it Doesn't feel any lower but you know what i'm a hot guy it'll level out in post that's what they say
1: i think that is what they say i'm, I'm very worried oh hang on now oh how's that is that better that feels better okay good i'm now very worried we keep
0: it in as a podcast buddy Yo, I'm yeah on twitter is not going to affect this wrestling podcast
1: no, but it is like the first thing that'll happen is Donald Trump will get his Twitter account back, and then like a bunch of wildness. Like we'll just be back to where we were in 2018, or we'll be back to where we were yes, in America. Elon Musk
0: sometimes is just like fucking. He can't say anything nowadays. Me, a white guy. exactly
1: is right? what it is. It's all not real. It's all not real. Yeah. It's all just he wants um, as little regulation happening at the federal level so his companies can do fucking crazy shit. Like, yeah, listen, I'm I am not a fucking like. but it's like hey elon musk you're not allowed to just blow up rockets in california and then be like you pay for it like again Mm -hmm. elon musk got angry at california because they're like uh you don't have the right to make your workers work in a factory during covid and he's like i do actually and they're like you don't and then he was like well then i'm leaving and you'll be upset and they're like That'll actually improve our tax base because you don't pay any taxes. You don't understand how economics work. And he's like, well, good luck. I'll be in Texas. Then he goes to Texas and they're like, "Uh, our power grid cannot support what you want to do. And he's like, I'll go back to California. And then he had to just keep a bunch of things in California. Like he's just a – it's again, it's one of those things where what happens if you give a guy who grew up the heir to an emerald fortune a bunch of money and – people are just people, like Elon Musk came online in a time where we're like, we need an alternative to all these other evil rich people. And he's just like, I wear a t-shirt and I smoke weed and everyone's like <laughs> good enough for us. Let's go. And it's like, no, he's also a piece of shit. He's also yeah. a giant piece of shit who he does. He doesn't like Peter Thiel, not because Peter Thiel is a proto fascist bag of shit. He doesn't like Peter Thiel. Cause he's like, he thinks up the ideas first. That's through, like Elon. like Elon <laughs> Musk is like, I'll tell you why I don't like Hitler. He stole my very good idea. Not saying mm. that uh, Elon Musk is anti-Semitic, but Elon Musk does love <laughs> He's a well-organized a train. from
0: South Africa.
1: Mm, never mind. <laughs>
0: Dude, white guys in South Africa, here's how racist South Africa is, they have a word worse than the N-word.
1: Yeah. So what much is? so
0: that there's some white good guys God. from South Africa who do fucking comedy, and he was like, I don't understand why I can't say that word, and I would never say this other word. It's way worse. And I was like, then there's two why can't why does there only have to be one word you shouldn't This
1: is say, the thing that I never understand. This is also maybe, maybe a, you
0: shouldn't say a bunch of words because it
1: makes you an asshole. This is the thing that I and I get this too as comedians, but comedians of all things, we value what we do way more. Like we think of it as very funny. Rare uranium and it's styrofoam. Like it's just like That's it's just totally on top funny. of stuff and it doesn't go away. And it's just like <laughs> like do I last night someone was like we were talking about something. And someone was just like, "Yeah, but the val." It was uh, we were talking about Donald Trump getting his Twitter back, and I was just like, "It was just, it was just annoying because it just every twenty minutes he would just write something insane and everyone would react to it, but then it's like, but nothing ever actually happened. Like if you actually, yeah, he was about, just like,
0: saying crazy shit, and then everyone would talk about the crazy shit he would said, and then he would do crazy shit, but it'd be like, yeah, but it's more fun to talk about the crazy shit that he said rather than like the fact that he's like trying to fuck with Palestine and Israel. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's more fun to talk about that crazy shit than being like, hey, you know how Saudi Arabia has just full-blown slavery? And it's like, he's looking to bring that back to America. You're like, (laughs) oh, God!
0: Yeah, exactly. Hey, I want to concentrate not on foreign policy, but on basically making some of the states in this union extinct. Yeah, And a man who kind of agrees with him, Dutch Mantel,
1: I I got to tell you this about Dutch Mantel. I love Dutch Mantel. Here's why I love Dutch Mantel. And we started talking about Elon Musk at the beginning of Dutch Mantel's episode is that I guarantee Dutch Mantel does not like Elon Musk. Here's the reason. He's like, he's got dry hair and you don't smoke pot on television. That's a thing you do after you've done your work. That was a daytime record. He was not done his work. Dutch Mantel is your stepdad that you can be like, I don't agree with him politically and I do not follow him on Facebook. But I can tell you who can grill a steak. Stepdad Dutch Dutch Mantel.
0: It's crazy how small Dutch Mantel's career was, just because. Well, he it isn't. It he isn't. Is Yosemite Sam, but he wrestles. Like I don't understand how Yosemite Sam, but wrestling. Say like say that name again, guys.
1: Yosemite? It's Yosemite. You psychopath! I will quit this podcast. It's Yosemite. Quit
0: it. Quit then.
1: Okay. Well. Quit. Well, are you excited? Are you ready for me? To
0: yeah, of course. John's out, finally. This is the Dylan God experience. That was terrible. Yosemite that was terrible. It was...
1: There. No, you... Fuck you! Um, Yosemite. There we go. Um, continue with what you were saying about Yosemite Sam, Dutch Mantel. Yo, like,
0: Sam, Sam, Dutch Mantel.
1: I will clog your toilet. I will clog it.
0: Clearly, as a man who wanted to make money, he grew up dirt, dirt poor in South Carolina He did what Vince McMahon did, who's in the exact same circumstances, growing up dirt poor in South Carolina, which was, yeah, I don't really love this thing, but I'm making money. I'm going to keep on doing it. And also, when you're that poor, when you grow up that poor, oddly, like the idea of having a solid job and the idea of just doing something that's a gig over and over again are as scary because you've seen people. Every poor town is that way because the mill laid everyone off one day. So you don't aren't under the illusion that some company is going to just hire you for 600 years?
1: Also, to Dutch, the idea that someone bought him an airplane ticket and he can get up at 11 a.m., I guarantee he's just like, why would I do anything else? Like, bear, bear in mind, Dutch Mantel was in the war in Vietnam, does not bring it up, never let them portray him as an army character. So that Vietnam. basically means, Vietnam, what did I say? Yosemite, continue. Oh, did I? You went to the war in Yosemite. It was versus me and Dylan over pronunciation. I fucking hate that laugh and your wife should leave you over it. Um, oh,
0: leave me fucking sandwiches if she knows it's good for her. Continue.
1: She will I'm gonna play this piece for her and you're gonna get punched in the face by a sandwiched by a sandwich. She'll punch yeah, should literally fucking hold geyser
0: bus- everywhere.
1: That is true. Your sexual kink is punch deli meats into my mouth. It is very weird to go to Subway with Dylan. Yeah, hi. Hold the bread. Spread the meat. Um, (laughs) Put the meat in the toaster. Where's your bathroom, Dylan says. Double meat. Make the sandwich slow. Yeah, double meat, no sauce. Describe the contours of the ham. Is the ham fleshy?
0: Uh, speaking of
1: Vietnam. Uh, oh, Honest that's to God, noise.
0: straight up, make my sandwich look like a pussy. I'll be in the
1: bathroom. Back <laughs> off to what I Continue. So... <laughs> Your friend and mine, Dutch, Dutch yeah. Pissbag Mantel. That's good. Uh, goes to the war in Vietnam. I guarantee murders a lot of people reprehensibly and is just like never working that hard again. Just can't – like one of those things of like didn't do anything awful but was just in a lot of battles and then just like definitely ended up killing some people and was like, I'm done. I'm going to just have That's a fun say, job. Let's
0: not say people, children probably. He probably killed kids.
1: He probably killed children. But that was – he probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he'd be like, let's be honest. If you're in that's Vietnam, what in that
0: war, like people talk about, aha, Vietnam flashbacks. That's funny, but they get those flashbacks because a kid killed their friend, and then they killed that kid. That's that's two of the worst things that could yeah, ever yeah, happen yeah. to a kid. And then it, being, and then it was still,
1: it was still nine a.m. The other thing with Vietnam, <laughs> a lot of daytime murder. Like it's and so you much had more to, to go
0: to the, Then you had to walk through the mud.
1: Yeah, you have to. You were then muddy and then had to go have a Vietnamese coffee, which is too sweet. It's too sweet after you've murdered a bunch of... After you had a bunch of kids to be like... Jesus Christ. This is too much. Too much clarified milk, they'd say.
0: It must be fucked watching for any Vietnam vets who are really fucked from that to watch, like, all these nerds make Platoon and then...
1: I... You know Completely. I mean? You know who should have stopped making. Uh, this is going to be a. I knew this episode was going to go everywhere because I'm like, he's fought in Vietnam. Dylan and I are going to get waylaid in doing mm. Vietnam soldier impressions. Mm. We're going to talk about how all Oliver Stone, Oliver Stone, should mm. have died in the 90s because Oliver Stone now true. comes across like like his his JFK documentary that he put I watched on Showtime is so like it you're rooting and you're rooting for for the bullet you're rooting for the you're like kill this fuck
0: (laughs) i like it and two
1: you're so just like yeah i think lee harvey oswald did it like it's actually that thing where you're like mostly because oliver you suck at making documentaries and you mm -hmm. suck at narrating john fitzgerald kennedy was the finest president (sighs) like it's just fuck off and also like he sucks He's one of those people that calls marijuana pot and thinks he's so fucking impressive for still smoking it in the daytime. And I guarantee he has a Japanese mistress just so he can be super racist towards Southeast Asians. I guarantee he has a Japanese mistress. And I don't know why it's Japanese, but I know it is.
0: Also, it was on Showtime, which is dope because that means the Showtime exhibit was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We like the little bullet documentary. We're going to have to see some tits. I've got Susan Saranda's daughter here. She's got the finest fucking pair of milkers I've ever seen. We're just going to splash those in a couple times.
1: Oliver, is there any way we can work Bobby Axelrod into this documentary? (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk quickly about how Billions continues to be the millennial entourage? In that it's just literally just now like, watch this stout man and this bald guy tersely talk. Like, it's so...
0: Oh, are they still doing that show? Oh, I, I stopped watching
1: it like that was a show that i watched
0: because it was one of those shows where i was like it was on while i was using my phone do you know one of those yeah exactly
1: yeah. but that, that's all television to me and billions is the best version of that in that it's literally stopped making sense the entire show was about bobby axelrod versus chuck rhodes bobby spoiler alert bobby axelrod no longer on the show there's just a whole new He's guy on the show no no longer on the show i like that
0: that guy found a new thing to do before Paul Giamatti did. Paul Giamatti, once guy who like we thought was gonna win an Oscar, is now like, yeah, I'll just No no. Roots,
1: do you wanna know roots, root why? Grass, do you wanna know why like Paul Giamatti is doing that show? This is why I respect Paul Giamatti more than anything. He likes money. Uh do you, you know the house that's his house in that show? That that's next door to his actual house. He's like I he lives in New York and he's like, I wanna shoot this amount of year, I want this amount of money, and that's it. And they're like, Paul Giamatti, you got and he's like fucking great. Like that that's Paul Giamatti is just goes like, next door for a minute he goes next door for 20 minutes and then heads home. Like it's so like, and then cause you're always like, (laughs) they spend a lot of time at Paul Giamatti's house in like two of the seasons. And I'm like, this is so weird. And then you look up, it's like Paul Giamatti lives next door and is literally just like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I'll talk about Lincoln for a bit near fucking Damian Lewis. I don't give a shit. My dad fucking used to own baseball. I'm Paul fucking, you know how big my dick is. I'm Paul Giamatti. That's
0: so funny. This is the interesting thing about, um, wrestling, versus entertainment where it's like entertainment this guy's parents and family for sure had money because he had to go to like six years of theater school to get all these connections to become an actor wrestling uh this guy was raised inside a dirt sandwich and he just basically emerged from the dirt saying i'll play fight please give me money and someone and then bill watts said sounds good let's trade him
1: yeah what's the best part about the entire thing is this Um, he basically was not trained. He and Bobby Hayen and both have this story of basically they just showed up and they were like, yep, we need someone. And he's like, how do you do this? And they're like, what? Get the shit kicked out of you by a man in your forties. Well, you're about to learn that there's really any way, any way works with that. Like, that's the thing that's so crazy about Dutch Mantel is he sort of comes at this very weird moment that no one talks about.
0: So he, uh, he was trained by three people, one of which you guys know, and two of which have, I'm so excited
1: yeah, one of them, David Dick, Duke.
0: Dickie Steinborn. <laughs> yeah. Dickie
1: Steinborn.
0: Jody Hamilton, of course, one of the assassins. Hell yeah. And then Ted Oates, who he says he thinks went on to sell cars. I don't know how to tell you this, but that man was... Uh, Killed
1: by Dutch Mantel. Dutch Darryl Mantel, Oates that's... Is dead, yeah. Yeah. Daryl Oates is dead or went on to found Hall and Oates.
0: That's what I mean. That was Daryl Oates.
1: Yeah. But his no, wait, no,
0: kid. damn it. It was John Oates and Daryl Hall. All right. I, I thought mean, it was
1: maybe I, I thought it was john hall and D- i think it is daryl oates it's not john oates
0: oh it's daryl hall isn't it
1: i look it up Well, i sing man oh, you gotta but get this ta- part because yeah we Darryl do not hall. ever look up wrestling information but we look up daryl hall is a singer it's daryl oates you little fuck no it isn't oh no it's daryl hall and john oates you're 100 correct you're more than 100 correct you're a whole you're totally Darryl, correct
0: Darryl, Darryl, Darryl. Thank you very much. I've been proven right again. You that have been proven right about John. Anyway, anyway, and then he gets, catches on with Ray Goddamn Gunkel. Yes, and, um, he gets a tryout match. Uh, for <laughs> what we also, he I'm gonna it. say this right now: the, the army, army does salary
1: doesn't pay enough. Then, the army doesn't pay enough. If double your salary, you, you uh, um. If double it's your salary,
0: what, what Ray Gunkel will offer you? Yeah, you if like, if
1: territory wrestling fat. promote, yeah,
0: territory I'm fat wrestling. Ricky. Don't fucking call me. Eh. You're fat, Ricky. Oh, Go off, fuck your wife. has got a loose pussy. You fucking cocksucker. Anyway, that's my job. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done
1: for the day. Yeah, uh, I'm Ray Gunkel. I think so. Ray Gunkel is the husband of Ann Gunkel, who then went on to have to start the territory war that Jim Barnett was brought back from Australia to win. So, Dutch Mantel is again, it's this weird thing that you'll notice throughout his career in that he kind of weirdly arrives right before, like he kind of gets his foot in the door um, at sort of an opportune moment. So, he's just in a period of big shift. He's kind of just around, he's not been there forever that he's loyal to anyone, but he's been around enough that you kind of just have to keep him around. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. So, look at him in, if you look at sort of his territorial run. He's in it in, in and around Atlanta and Jordan championship wrestling for um, so he starts rate. So starts with the gunkle boys.
0: And <laughs> that is quite a sentence.
1: He starts with the he gets gunk on him. Um, he gets all he gets all covered in 1970. 19- he gets covered in fucking gunk in 1972. Uh, he starts popping uh, into all star and uh, all south wrestling in 1973, 1974, and then pops back in by 1976 as Dutchman, Dutch Mantel. So I was slightly wrong. So he basically that's the territory wartime. So he pops in, establishes Wade and Cowan, like who gives a fuck, heads out to another territory, sort of starts building the dirty Dutch Mantel character, which is just this guy has not shaved his back and he should have shaved his back. Mm-hmm. And now he's back in Georgia Championship Wrestling in 1976, and away we go.
0: Yes, and he learns to a lot about booking, which he does extensively. Well, he also uh, ends up
1: in the f- in two of the three big here's how you learn how to book territories, being Texas in the 70s with Gary Hart or Florida in the 70s with fucking uh, uh, ventilation head Eddie Graham. Oh, what an insensitive thing to say. Shot himself in the face. Um, really? I think that's how he died. Or is that Mike Graham? Is Mike Graham? Yeah, I was supposed to say something. Mike Graham mean.
0: killed himself in his son's boots.
1: Yeah, that's Eddie the one was his dad who also shot Who him. also killed himself. He also shot himself. The, the Graham family is like, what's that? You think you're said by the Van a- Erics? These guys died in a much more horrific way, and no one remembers, which doubly makes it worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, a long history of depression. Plus, you had a, a soup song of I won't uh, go Florida. To a
1: just Florida. Just throw in yeah. Florida. Yeah, welcome. I've been to Florida. Let me tell you this about Florida: Florida is a place where Dylan got would thrive because it's a place where oh, it's yeah. like there's no rules and we're cool with it. And Dylan loves uh just an unstructured si- situation. He can wear his outfits, can I- walk around. <laughs> I can finally
0: be myself while wearing my outfits.
1: He can, he can he can talk about he can just be quiet. You know what I mean? By the way, d- oh, doing yeah. a podcast with Dylan, it's like it's like your business partner is one of the golden girls. He just he just wants quiet and to have carbs at night.
0: Yeah, it's a. I'm a golden guy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm golden guys. You are. You certainly are. You're Bru- you're Bruce. That's the that's the male version of Blanche. Because you're. A I
0: slut. was like the Golden Girls. I remember seeing it on television and being like, just getting creeped out and changing the channel.
1: <laughs> it's fucking good, man. I watched a lot of. I watched a lot of Golden Girls and Frasier in the COVID pandemic lockdown, and I'll tell you, no. this is every episode. Uh, Dorothy walks in, stern rudeness, Blanche, I just fucked, Rose, (laughs) I am so stupid, it is criminally impossible, Sophia says something funny, that's the end of the show, that's every show, and then occasionally they'll just be like, we gotta deal with an issue, one of our granddaughters came in, I have my period and I'm gay, (laughs) Dorothy's upset, Blanche is cool with it, Rose (laughs) doesn't understand, Sophia shows everyone the way. End of episode.
0: Exactly. Uh, You can't have your period if you're gay. End of episode. Reagan rules.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Welcome welcome to Dutch Mantel's 70s sitcom from Atlanta. uh, Doing it the Dutch way. Any girl who has a period in my house owes me $80. Reagan.
0: Shave your back. Fuck your pussy. The Dutch Mantel way. Good night, everybody.
1: If a woman makes you change your facial hairstyle that just happened improvisationally, that w- is her stealing your essence and you'll no longer have fat loads. Dutch Mantel.
0: <laughs> Here's what I like about Dutch Mantel. He starts working in Puerto Rico where he for sure will make most of his money. He a unique it's so weird. When you first go to Puerto Rico where he, they put a $1,000 silver, uh, all in silver coins at the stake on the team that could beat them uh dutch came up with that idea on the hop when carlos called him into his office and asked mantel what he wanted to do uh sorry what he wanted to do which he'd never been asked before S- mantel said put up a thousand dollars and it was cologne who added it be silver dollars as they don't have silver dollars in puerto rico and that gimmick really really worked um he of course is still like weirdly he's kind of like a middle-in guy in uh, America, he even like wrestles as Don Kent in 1974. So he still very much doesn't have no his it's, character
1: down, but he gets a toehold in Puerto Rico. And the other thing that's important to remember about Dutch Mantel is Dutch Mantel fought in a war. So if like the clones are like, Oh, if you don't do this, we'll stab you, Dutch Mantel will go, Haha. like You know what I mean? Like, Bruiser Brody, a man who's known for being violent, was like, Bruiser, can I talk to you in the shower? And Bruiser Brody, like the rest of us, would be like, Sure. And Dutch Mantel would be like, okay, first, and then just cock a shotgun. And they're like, where'd you get that shotgun? He's like, I don't know. I just go, I got it
0: like why are you talking to me in the shower what would be his first like yeah your first you're, thing, you're thing would be like listen everybody you're going to do this in front whatever you're going to do you're going to do in front of everybody you're do, do it in
1: front of everybody yeah exactly like just, here's the thing about all wrestling and it's also not true about stand up comedy which is do you want to be just able to maintain a career in either wrestling or stand up comedy just go and do another job for 5 years beforehand and you are literally more competent than 90% of the comedians and 60% of all people working in the industry cuz it's literally like well, I, at one point in my life, had a job where I'd get fired if I was late, so I'd just show up on time, and people would be like, someone give this guy a bonus? I, uh, I didn't have, he wasn't asleep at 7 p.m. inexplicably.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Mantell achieved his greatest, uh, his high point really was 1979, when Cowboy Frank Lane and him sold out the 16,000-seat harem Bitthorn Stadium in Puerto Rico for nine weeks in a row. Oh, my was. God, the violence. All I'm you hear about cowboy the- Cowboy Port- you guys, I don't like that. Well, fuck you, sinky. Cock suck my cock, lick my ass. I'm never shaving my back. I'll pay Did, to see
1: this man die. I just think about what it must have been like to go to those matches. I just think about what it must have been like to go to those matches, where it's literally like Dutch Mantel. Is stood in front of a sea of people who have brought rocks. Like all the wrestlers describe like, oh, I remember wrestling in Puerto Rico as we were getting towards the stadium I saw a bunch of people kill a police horse. Like it's just you're like <laughs> yeah. Dude,
0: you can watch like old Bruiser Brody. I got a like one of the DVDs I bought at some like fan convention was there was uh, Bruiser Brody versus Abdullah the Butcher, and they don't have a barrier between the fans and them. It they is just insane. Have a rope how I mean, long military it took. with it? yeah of course yeah and they're, why gu- and they're legit fucking gun butting the audience back
1: yeah this is the thing that's crazy about wrestling it took until wrestlemania for them to be like we should probably put a fence up between the fans and these performers right and like i guarantee there's territory like guys that are like i'll tell you what ruined wrestling when the fans couldn't get into the ring and try and stab you with a poison blade but that's
0: the, this is the weird thing where Dutch Mantel clearly is a dude who will just go farther. Make him hate me. All right, I'll just say some buck wild shit. Whereas yeah, other people know. are like scared, and he's like, no, I'm already dead. We're yeah, right. like, but he, he's I've like, seen, I've seen, I've killed six kids in one day. I yeah. just, I'll call these guys whatever slur you want.
1: Yeah, it's again, Dutch Mantel is like, uh, bear in mind, seven years ago, I was cleaning the blood out beneath my fingernails after I had to bash the skull in of a 16 year old who was about to kill my colonel. So, yeah, I'll get in the ring and be like, Puerto Rico, PU, Puerto you know I mean? Rico. Oh, my God. Imagine, Dylan. I got to say, you and I could really get some territorial heat if we were a tag team. (laughs) Please welcome the people from a coast. John, with how we look,
0: get a bit of steroids in us, and then we just form a tag team called the comment section. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Just whore, slut, not even funny. Seen it before.
1: just good. pointing at the Young Bucks. Hitler, 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 And they'd be like, we do agree with some of the things he says. And I was like, what?
0: Oh, yeah. We come out to peanut butter jelly time on a loop. It'd be good.
1: Uh, here's what I... Oh, my God. Yeah, we just come out to... mala So yeah, 1980
0: we... fucking shitty fucking to Dutch Holy Mantel and shit. Jerry the fuck lawler.
1: Oh my God. They faced God. off.
0: Good guy versus good guy. One guy thought the age of consent should be lowered to 11, the other one 10. They're both baby faces.
1: Yeah, exactly. In Memphis. But Dutch Mantel, by the way, uh, it only feels that way because he thinks 10 year olds should go in the army. Dutch Mantel is like, <laughs> if I'm you're old enough to be killed, they're good. they get in the smoke <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're old enough to be killed by me, you're old enough to join the army. Also, I would just like to say this. If Dutch Mantel is listening, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry, Dutch. I'm really
0: sorry. <laughs> yeah, we should be very sorry. Anyway, Dutch Mantel was also <laughs> the first male act that Jim Cornette managed. Yes, he was.
1: pretty dope. When Jim Cornette would manage one wrestler a week because his mom would buy the services of the wrestler for Jim Cornette. What a great idea. It is such a good gimmick that they've never done since. Like, I don't understand why they do not do that. Also, or like... Like I, what I don't understand, I was thinking about this after our chat episode that we did yesterday. Is why they don't have an angle in AEW of just one wrestler being like Tony Khan, "You're a little bitch. You're just using your dad's money." Like if they did that, that guy they would it would be huge. But Tony Khan would be like, "No, that's uh, it's too that's too hurtful." I
0: think Dan Dan um, Dan Lambert did the version of that in the American Top Team guy. He definitely yeah, but said some of that. Like he he, said he definitely said Tony Khan is like. Tony Khan's a rich kid who's just hiring his action figures. Like he said something.
1: Yeah. But again, I love, by the way, the American top team guy said that where it's like, yeah. And by the way, you know, who's benefiting the most from that is you American top team. This isn't MMA. Why are you here? And why do you look like you definitely were just smoking?
0: He really likes it. He really likes being a wrestler. And he was like, uh, he, they're also in Florida. So they probably know each other from Florida. Good for him.
1: Agree with me that that guy looks like he was smoking though. That guy looks like he just kept smoking. He, he's always. Oh, yeah. He looks like, like a
0: cigarette.
1: He, yeah. 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 Like, you know, but like he looks like the guy is like, yeah, I smoke. Like in the same way, when you find out Randy Orton smokes, you're like, that's the piece that I was missing from this guy. Of course you it's do. Like
0: fucking Randy Orton fucking rules.
1: I mean, Randy, I, I the, like so many things in our friendship. I'm angry at you for being so right in that all I want to see is Randy Orton debut on AEW with his old, like, hey, man, I do the bay Oh, Bada yeah, do the bay. White trunks
0: to show the dick off.
1: Oh, white tr- Yeah, translucent trunks just showing how fat his dick
0: is. <laughs> Marlboro C-crew Reds. trunks.
1: Oh, my God. All he does is just the Sandman we
0: deserve.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Translucent trunks. All he does is RKO um, uh, Britt Baker. That's all he's. He's just challenging for the okay. women's to
0: Yeah. He only wants to fight women. The real women.
1: Yeah. They're the only ones that are on my level, he'll say. Also, he's constantly shitting in bags backstage. Like he's shitting in Tony <laughs> yeah. Khan's bag. Like he shits in. Yeah. He shits on Jim Ross during a show. He shits in Excalibur's mask and makes him wear it uh-huh. Has a goatee. Uh,
0: pretty well. Uh, anyway, Dutch Mantel takes over as Booker of Florida in 1984 because. Dusty Rhodes guts the territory for JCW. And, yeah.
1: He hated and and, it. and they, yeah, of course. This is the weird time that no one talks about in Florida because everyone, it's also an interesting thing about wrestling is that certain guys, they just don't talk about the times they were Vince McMahon because Vince McMahon was That's also funny. Vince McMahon at the same time, which is like Dusty Rhodes fucked the Florida territory. The reason Dusty Rhodes The reason Cody Rose is on WWE TV right now is because of the Florida Territory, and as soon as Dusty got power in the Carolinas, he was like, Eddie Graham, I hope you've got lube, because you're about to get fucked by me.
0: (laughs) This is a, all right, so they do- Also,
1: by the way, my new thing is asking people if they have lube. Dylan, do you have lube? No, of course I don't. That's bad bad for you, because you're about to get fucked by me. Thank you. Really? No, it was a joke. It's a classic prank from me. (laughs)
0: here's a classic prank i'll threaten you i like
1: what people say i mean i mean you're making a joke but that is a classic prank i got like of all the pranks the straight whites have brought us that is our most enduring prank
0: that is the most uh i'm bigger than you but i'm not smarter than you thing you can do which is uh why don't i fucking beat the shit out of you what i was just joking it's just a joke. It's like, no, you're just, you threaten me and you don't want to actually do it. You just want this me to. This is
1: something scary. that I was recently reminded of that I don't remember saying during some giant family argument where one person stepped over the line and said, I'm just joking. And apparently I said, and I was very new to comedy. I just went, I'm a comedian. I'll tell you when you're joking. And they,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's good.
1: Yeah. During one of the many times I just.
0: And then that would be great if you went, not joking. Hey, can I have some salt? Not joking. Oh yeah, no, I do that still joking. at family weddings. Not joking, not joking. He's joking. He said I do. What a joker. IT eighty-six. Lawler loses, a loser leaves town match because the 10 wanted to start yeah. checking IDs. Checking IDs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They wanted to <laughs> check. E- they wanted to start checking IDs at proms and at Jerry Lawler's house, and he was like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> um <laughs> time to go time to go somewhere else where I can just be the worst. Woo-hoo! <laughs> When I die, I'm gonna make Jerry, Sa- Jimmy Savile look like just a guy who was nice. Woo Jimmy!
0: Woo <laughs> hoo! At least like they gr- he granted some kids' wishes. I grant them nightmares. Woo-hoo. Yeah, woo
1: hoo! I bring only pain. I'm the king of pain. Woo <laughs> <laughs> <What's
0: it? laughs> That'd be good. The king of pain. That's a fucking sick name. What's his gimmick? He's a pedophile. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the king of pain.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's uh, let's adjourn the new uh, Memphis Territory booking meeting. Uh, What's Jerry's uh, new gimmick? He's a pedophile. He's already done that gimmick. He lives it.
0: <laughs> uh, how come he just lied down for him in the ring? Oh, Jerry defeated Can we talk that, about that guy very... when he was, like, really young.
1: <laughs> Can we talk about how when we first started making absolute light of the fact that Jerry Lawler is history's greatest monster, we mm. so tiptoed around it. We are like, will you hear about J-? And now it's literally every episode. We're like, hi, everybody. Welcome to the rest of the review. As we all know, Jerry Lawler is a pedophile. Took like a all year right.
0: off of calling Jerry Lawler a pedophile. Let's be real.
1: Yeah, well, you were too busy calling Vince McMahon the worst man ever, and then we're we're right back, baby. We're back.
0: Anyway, you know, fucking, you know what? This fucking shit needs motherfucker. Whoa. This fucking. Here's what it is. The
1: eighties. I love is the eighties. Th- Dutch- Dutchman about- tell eighties is great because it's literally just. It, it just. I just pictured him in various locker rooms with a folded newspaper under his arm, looking at someone going, "I'm going to take his shit." Like he's just like, <laughs> like he's just sort of a hanging out. There's like any territory that's still kind of going. There's Dutch Mantell in a weird red trunks yeah. and a weird beard.
0: Dutch Mantell's booking it. He's losing a match for their version of the heavyweight title. And it's always the third best territory there could be going. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like Dutch Mantell's booking it. Things are st- going good because he's booking it. And uh, yeah, what? and he's going to leave and then book another territory that's almost about to go down the shitter, but he's going to stave that off for like six months.
1: Yeah, it's basically like Dutch Mantel is the guy that like he's the CEO of the company you bring in when you go into bankruptcy protection because he's very good at making it look like you could last a little bit longer and maybe get sold. Like he's one of those things where it's like he's very good at a job that really means you're in trouble. Um, oh yeah, like if he. He's if Dutch also. Tell
0: is in your heavyweight title picture. You have six months, like 1988. He wrestled some time limit draws with Jerry Lawler over the AWA title, like that. If yeah, I like, can tell you the. Oh AWA
1: boy. Title, yeah, and uh, Bruiser Brody should have heeded our words because uh, Dutchman Tell spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico. And our Bruiser Brody, what happened to him, Dylan? He's alive. That's right, nothing bad. Just kidding. Uh he is, of course, murdered by a piece of shit. Uh Dutch Mantel is one of the people that's never returned to Puerto Rico as a result. I also don't think that's true. I think he has returned. Um, but I can't remember. <laughs> I feel like someone like was like, he's never returned until he returned. Uh but Dutch Mantel was one of the wrestlers that was called to uh testify in the murder uh trial and got his After summons. After
0: it was done, right? Yeah. After it was
1: done. Um Tony Atlas tells the story of he slept on the beach because they were looking for him, and Dutch Mantel doesn't really explain where he was. And I assume Dutch Mantel was just like sat next to Bruiser's body, just like looking, just waiting for anyone to come in the room. Like I just assume eight goons would walk in and he would be like, What have you brought? And they're like, We have guns and knives. And he's like, Okay. <laughs> I mean,
0: Tony Atlas on the beach, it's like, Why are you hiding in the most wide-open space
1: possible? It's dark. It's I can explain this. I watched that dark side of the ring too. And this is the thing, because we didn't grow up. We didn't. We're not the sand. No, we we're not beach people. So we didn't grow up with the beach, which is we're used to like Canadian beaches. It's like a foot, like the 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 like the, the actual sandbar is like five feet to the ocean. Uh huh. When an actual like you go to like the Santa Monica Beach or Venice Beach, like at night, it's as black as the backside of the moon because all the streetlights are like a mile inland. So if you just are in that dark space, basically between the street and the ocean, ain't no one's going to fucking see you. Like if they, Unless they walk literally on you, they're not seeing you. Okay. So that's why he. it's actually really smart He hit on the beach. But I totally know what you're talking about. Because in my head, until I moved to L.A. and I wasn't living in L.A. when I saw that episode or I hadn't been to the beach. I always thought that was weird. I was like, yeah, why wouldn't you? Okay, Tony, go hide. Go hide underneath the big sign that says Tony Atlas is here. You know what I mean? <laughs> So this is just the first
0: half of Dutch Mantel's career. This is his wrestling career. We've still got fucking got 32 years of this motherfucker's life to summarize after the break.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, um, just a couple of things to sum up. One, Mm -hmm. I want to know how bad Dutch Mantel's dingleberries are based on how hairy he is. Two, I guarantee that daughter of his has some boyfriends who have some stories of just Dutch Mantel. Just they wake up, Dutch Mantel's in their room. Why do you have condoms in your bathroom? And then he just is gone. Like that's yeah. what I picture.
0: Sex is for babies. What <laughs> did you say? If you're gonna fuck my daughter, you better get a kid out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time I fucked my wife, I've had a kid. Mm-hmm. I have one kid.
0: You fucked my daughter. I'm Dutch Mantel. You make a, you I make me fucked a my... new person.
1: Yeah, I fucked my wife so good, I made one baby. She's still coming. That's yeah. how good I fuck. You better be able to fuck have that sex good. Sex
0: again? That doesn't prepare you for war. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Having sex means that I'm not keeping my eye on the doors, and I, you yeah. have to always be prepared.
0: <laughs> my favorite position. Do you want to know why? Both of us looking at the door, missionary.
1: Do you want to know why I'm such good friends with Jerry Lawler? Because he wants to fuck kids, and I want to kill them.
0: <laughs> there you
1: go. I am. Oh, apologies
0: am... to Mister Battelle earlier. He wants to fuck kids. I want to kill them. That's. How yep, I mean. that was I'm Dylan
1: God, God who said all of those things. God I God had nothing to do with like it. That. No, it's my new character. Ooh, character. What's your character? John Dice K- uh, John Dice Hastings.
0: <laughs> John Dice K. John Dice K, a man who goes uh hickory duckery Doc please let me please watch me stroke my cock. Oh, John Dice K. Uh, I don't get it. That's I've Dylan Gott. That's John Hastings. We're taking a break now.
1: I'm gonna get a kombucha. We'll talk to you in a second about Dutch Mantel's booking career, i.e., all the times he's watched Jim Cornette and Vince Russo have a fight. Suck my dick. Hey everybody, just a quick break. Whoa
0: to thank you guys for donating to Patreon. If you go into patreon.com backslash wrestler review, we have many, many options such as brand new untouched episodes. So far we've recorded episodes about Chris Benoit, Jimmy Snuka. We took a real, uh, a break from evil people and, and talked about one man gang and really fun people like that. That's for five bucks a month. You get access to a whole library of, of 40 i'm just guessing 40 extra episodes including some watch-alongs of hogan knows best we've done a lot of fun stuff we're upping our page yeah and uh thank you so much 10 bucks gets you access to the video if you want to see what two ugly people look like everyone come over to
1: my place sleep with me
0: 20 and 25 dollars gets you picking which wrestler you want us to review thanks so much for listening again we love you. Lay down on a bed of roses. Yes, I did remove all the thorns. So check this bullshit out, you motherfucked pieces of shit. Look at all the
1: swearing. Whoa, so much truth.
0: Dutch Mantell goes to the National Wrestling Alliance. No. He goes to the NWA. They quickly do, uh, of course, the Los Desperados gimmick, mm-hmm. where um, Dutch Mantel sorry, the Desperados gimmick, apologies, stuck in puerto rico mode dutch mantel dead eye dick and black bart <laughs> that goes nowhere he no leaves the nwa he's in smoky mountain for a couple
1: years uh and he's so good in smoky mountain he's an excellent color commentator in smoky mountain it's fucking awesome he also for some reason has an andy rooney style rant portion of the show that he does which is very unnecessary Pardon me down and dirty with dutch down and dirty with dutch absolutely uh, the other thing that's very important in this period is he meets a young Steve Austin and Steve Austin was so shitty at being a wrestler. Dutch Mantel was like, you should watch every show as a way of like, cause I think, or Steve Austin was asking him a bunch of questions and then Steve Austin just, if he is in attendance, he will watch every minute of the wrestling show. Apparently like that's his thing. Like he just sits there and watches it. Oh, that's pretty good. And like, everyone is like, yeah, that's part of the reason why he's so good is he's just seen everything so much. So he's just like, Oh, this guy does this. I can work this way. Like if you, And it's one of those things where yeah. you compare him to Hulk Hogan. You even compare him to uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns where it's like someone who's that big in the main event card. It's a very samey match partly because you kind of have to protect the guy. And while Steve Austin's matches are kind of samey at the same time, they're a lot more dynamic and interesting for no other reason than he's a smaller guy and he's totally willing to like – like get the shit out of him in a dynamic way as opposed to Hogan where it was like splash splash sleeper hold or Roman Reigns where it's kind of like oh he's in a triangle lock and now they're just laying down for a while
0: yeah like Stone Cold Steve Austin had some amazing matches later on in his career when he was super over but like intercontinental champion Stone Cold Steve Austin before he oh. breaks his neck with Owen Hart is like legit one of the best wrestlers of all like of all time in ring not even is- just on the
1: mic it's so crazy to me, if you think about it, where it's like, if you're Vince McMahon, you're like, I did it. I've got the new guy the entire company is based around. And then for no reason, Owen Hart does a Tombstone pile driver and nearly fucking ends that guy's career. Like, it's just like, why? Why would Buddy, you do that?
0: Almost ends his life. Crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good thing. Vince McMahon never got revenge on Owen Hart.
0: Anyway. He never did. So. How do you debut, Dutch Mantel? You make him Uncle Zebokaya, and you make him the manager of the Blue Brothers, who are of course the Harris Twins, who are of course Nazis. Go on, Dutch Mantel, go yeah. get it. Let's do. it.
1: Dutch Mantel very excited to manage the Nazis, and then he brings in another <laughs> different type of Nazi, which is Justin Hawk Bradshaw. <laughs> he came back as
0: Just Zebokaya, and this is the, and he of course Dutch Mantel. Does very much follow the WWF tradition of, hey, this guy needs a manager for exactly three months. They're off their feet. Okay. Manager gone now. And Dutch Mantel does that like every single time he works with WWF.
1: Oh, my God. He loves it. Dutch Mantel's favorite thing. Also, definitely Dutch
0: Mantel has been back to Puerto Rico. He joined. he He was the booker of the WWC.
1: Of course he was. Of course he was. Like Dutch Mantel is, again, one of those things where you're like, I miss Brody but my wife and kid daughter misses money so let's go it's time the same for me it to...
0: happens all the time where you get quote unquote cancelled in entertainment where people get quote-unquote canceled but then everyone just kind of waits it out and it's like who's the first person are we actually gonna just this guy's out or no someone worked to them okay now we work
1: yeah show business is full of brats um <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah this is so annoying it's like I don't know there's one guy I I, will, I, I don't want to get into it but there's you something are, I noticed. No, I'll My make fun. Of, we, I'm gonna make fun of something with Dylan after the show because I just don't want to get emails about it. Uh, yeah, so Dutch Mantel is in the WWF during like the real nascent shit period, being Uncle Zebuchiah. Um, he's also just sort of popped in and out of the NWA and WCW so much so he was an NWA WCW playing card when they were first bought by Ted Turner, but I don't believe was with the company by the time those playing cards came out. Like, he was just yeah, essentially he the the last of the territory guys and he kind of just – like I assume his wife and daughter lived in a house somewhere in Georgia and he just fucks off every day and comes back a couple of weeks later with some money and then is like, all right, where is where's a guy going to be able to take a shit?
0: <laughs> he worked with TNA somehow for seven whole years. Having a job with TNA – is the but I can explain that. That's, that's, like, I watched
1: I watched a guest booker clips with uh with him, mm-hmm. and what it essentially is is he's just close, he was close with the Jarrett's. Mm-hmm. Jeff needed a booker guy, and basically what Dutch Mantel is is Dutch Mantel is reasonable, not super angry, rage-a-holic Jim Cornette. And that he's like, here's how you book good guy, bad guy. Bad guy does something to good guy, good guy. Like, you know, Dutch Mantel is sort of the architect. Of a lot of early TNA, which is really good. He's also a guy who can because he's worked in Puerto Rico and all these weird territories in a time that was like post Vince McMahon WWF. He's like, All right, who do we have? Alex Wright and one of the Steiner Brothers boobs. Okay, <laughs> Alex Wright in five minutes. Um, okay, who's next? Oh, it's Jake the Snake versus the Wall. Uh, okay. Uh, The wall wins in a minute. Someone make sure that we get Jake some menthol cigarettes. He will think that those have vitamins in it. He'll work better. All right, number three. Okay, it's, um, oh, Vince Russo clearly worked on this one. It's uh, the concept of feminism being shit shit out by a goat. We will not film that. We'll just told them we did it. Okay, like that's what Dutchman to Hell's skill is. Definitely in TNA, which is he can just kind of make something from anything his goal isn't that it's good his goal is that it's something you see what i'm saying
0: yeah of course i mean one of the major things he did was (laughs) convince tna to have oh we should talk about like we always talk about foreign like non-us wrestling like it's nothing but he um for seven years booked the wwc and in the world, in the world, in the year 2000, he achieved a rating of 18.1 with a 55 share. So 55% of the people with a television were watching professional wrestling.
1: In, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Holy shit. Like, I mean, it's not that... Like, Dutch clearly does know what he's doing when it comes to booking in that you can see who respects him. So now, he's, of course, he's in TNA. The Jarrett's
0: love him. And he was the first guy, which is crazy, this lineage of TNA, where it's like, Dutch Mantel booked the knockouts division and basically shamed them, he said, into having a women's division, which obviously being so ahead of his time. Like, and he also leaves pretty much with the rise of Dixie Carter in, Mm. you know, actually taking control of the company from. Because
1: there's no way there's no way a woman who had a wrestling company bought for her by her dad is going to get along with a guy who's like. I've literally killed people smarter than you, Dixie. Like, do you understand? Like, he's literally like, I I stomped a baby to death because that baby tried to kill my friend. That baby would be better at running Panda Energy than you. Like, that's, I guarantee part of it was like, Dutch Mantel was like, I can't do it. It's also, I have a weird suspicion that I think Dutch no, Mantel of not. He's get- a
0: man, he, dude, Dutch Mantel worked for a guy who killed his friend. Dutch Mantel got released because Jeff Jarrett had a run-in with the higher-ups and... Got like oh yeah, Dr. Was, got, yeah, so it Mantel was like a, a call. It was a call of the Jeff Jarrett people.
1: Oh, because Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jeff Jarrett was having smooches with Karen Angle. You're 100 right. I still maintain though that he wouldn't have gone along with Dixie Carter. What I happened, understand though. what you're saying. What happened?
0: He just basically was like, I'll book. He's just a dude who goes along to get along, which is why obviously he's been in wrestling for so long. He's a lot like D. Brown in that way. 2009, of course, he gets back to um, Puerto Rico.
1: Of course. Let's head back to Puerto Rico again. Where's Bruce and Brody's memorial? Oh yeah, there isn't one? That makes sense. I mean it's an interesting <laughs> thing. And then I still think the funniest part of Dutch Mantel's life story so yeah, it's two thousand and nine to twenty twelve, he's booking Puerto Rico. He's having a wonderful time. Um, and then what happens in two thousand is it two thousand and twelve or two
0: thousand and thirteen? Uh 2012 or 13? What are we talking about? Him coming back to WWE or the horrible thing that happens to him?
1: I mean, the horrible thing that... Uh, we can talk about the horrible... Th- I was going to talk about his return to WWE and gloss over the horrible thing that happened to him, but, but now we'll talk about the horrible thing that happened to him, which is his 16-year-old granddaughter was killed by a guy who was on drugs and just driving who, while he was on parole, and uh, this horrific incident inspired a new law called Amelia's Law, which... Uh, when signed uh, into law, uh, requires parolees whose crimes are related to drugs or alcohol to wear a uh, transdermal a monitoring device that would test the wearer's blood every 30 minutes. The, bur- the bill, the first of its kind in of the nation, had been pushed by Keon's family and went into effect July 1st, 2014.
0: Yes. And here's what yeah. they. Uh, and then to uh, get him back working again, because sometimes, you know, we all don't know how we all, everyone grieves in different ways. Dutch Mantel wants to help with NXT and nurture the youth. Instead of that, someone in WWE creative saw Grand Torino and pitched him Zeb Coulter, which was basically your
1: clinic. And what is so good about this, and Dutch Mantel has commented about this in t- shoot interviews, is he was like, your fans will cheer this. You shouldn't do this. Uh, nice. And the, and they were like, they won't. He was like, well, let's be wrong. And Because, again, you're exactly right. Is and I, This sounds very strange, but... As, some, as someone who was recently grieving, I understand where he was like, I'd like to go back to work because you know what? That is something to think about that's not this. Let's do it. And I guarantee when they pitched something like Zeb fucking Coulter to him, he was like, hell yeah, this is real dumb. This is so stupid. How much money are you paying? me?" Like it's also that thing about like, if he's helping with NXT, he's going to have to do so much more talking and work. Like Dutchman telling in his head, he's, he's like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do this.
0: Well, yeah, that's the story. Is He says that he went in on 3.30 p.m., spoke to Triple H at 4.30 p.m., did his interview at 5.30, and was live on Raw at 7.30. For a guy like him, it's like, hey, um, can you go be uh, racist on TV? He's like, I wrestled in Puerto Rico for 40 years. That's all I am on TV. <laughs> Get out of my way. Yeah, like, all uh, he has to do is literally, I guarantee... His 80s babyface character was, I hate Puerto Ricans. His 70s heel character was, I hate Puerto Ricans. And then he got to come back on TV. We're like, we got this crazy character. He's like, wait a minute. Is it that I hate Puerto Ricans? Yeah, and you're in a fishing vest. All right, I'll have to buy a fishing vest. I got yeah, the Yeah, I rest. mean,
1: I better go fucking find one of those in my truck. Um, and then Zem Colder comes out. And let me tell you this. Um, Jack Swagger and him fucking... Uh, Become babyfaces real fucking quick. Holy shit. Not
0: really quick, but people don't like like the whole thing is they're basically brought in because they want Alberto Del Rio to be the actual top babyface version of Rey Mysterio because Vince McMahon can't he keeps cannot throwing, accept he, he that he people keeps,
1: like Luchadors.
0: Cannot. He, he keeps it. throwing
1: up every time he sees Ray, is the problem. Because like Ray gets <laughs> cheers and Vince is like ah, bleh, bleh. Him he's, he's a baby. It's a baby on my It's a baby.
0: Well, and also like he sees Del Rio forcing cocaine on a young woman back. Oh, and he was work. like, he's a baby. face oriented. He's Tell goal oriented. That's a, that's a goal that oriented baby. A face. baby. That's, that's a Michael's
1: baby. That's a Michael's baby. Sean Michaels, Sean Michaels baby. used to also give cocaine to kids. <laughs>
0: Not even on the roster. This guy's giving it to women on the roster. That's my new Michaels.
1: Ah, make me another sonny. Make sure that that girl also does a lot of killing make with a sure car. She, <laughs> make sure she kills someone behind the wheel, too. Yeah. Ah. Oh, my name is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I have a very weird kink. I like it when a woman in her 20s gets addicted to drugs so that her 40s are very sad. I <laughs> like pain.
0: Um... Oh, and then, of course, um, Cesar, they add Cesaro. They always do this in, obviously, WWE. Yeah, they always
1: play. do it, by the way, particularly with this table, which is like, hey, these guys are very violent against immigrants. Let's make sure their heavy is from a- another country. What? Exactly. Why are we doing this?
0: They always do that. They did it with, um, obviously, they did with the Nation of Domination and Owen Hart. Um, they did with the Nation of Domination and PG-13
1: to be. with. They did it with, with. Nation of Domination and Crush. They did it with Nation of yeah. Domination and Savio Vega. They did it with um, uh, DX and China. Uh They did it with, because China's a woman, and DX was very much against those, if you think about it.
0: <laughs> and this is, yeah, so they do that to temper it a bit. But by that time, it's like, um, this is weird. This might be his longest run, too, as a Zeb Coulter, because they would try and phase him out of the act, but then they'd be like, but we you really him. need him. Yeah, he
1: yeah as we also much. have learned from Jake Hager in Stupid AEW, it's like, what's the problem with Jack Swagger? This guy is just, he, his his personality is he's a bully that sucks. Like, do you, do you what, yeah. The, the
0: problem I have with Jack Swagger is that he's really big, but he's not strong. Do you know how many times I've watched this dude almost murder somebody because one of his finishers does a gut wrench powerbomb? He's like, he cannot pick people up. He can't deadlift a lot of weight. His arms are either too, I think it's just arms are too long because he has very 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 long arms. He's like a really long wingspan. But he he always fucking almost kills people.
1: I agree with you completely. It's also he's just not that fun to watch. He's that pr- very specific yeah. type of big giant where it's you're just like, "Well, what problem have you had? Like, like you know what, do you know what I'm saying? There's sort of no do you know what? There's just nothing to him. Like he's just like, "Yeah, of course you're a bad guy. You're a dick. Yeah. You look like an asshole." Like it's just one of those things where it's like, "I don't want eh, enough yeah. of this, Jack." And, then he, and Jake Hager is worse because it's just like, it's literally like Chris Jericho thinks that Chris Jericho should look like Jake Hager. So Jake Hager is in AEW. So Chris Jericho could be like, I look at him. You know what I mean?
0: I don't follow it, but I respect it.
1: I feel that J- the reason why Jake Hager's in AEW is because Chris Jericho was shocked that Jack Swagger didn't work more in WWE. Okay. The reason why Chris Jericho can't see Jake Hager's flaws. Is I, bel- I in Chris Jericho's idea of what Chris Jericho looks like? It is it is Jack Swagger. It's a giant, huge, tough man who could beat mm-hmm. up Chris Jericho's dad, who was in the NHL, um, because Chris Jericho wants to beat up his dad. That's very clear, um, okay. and that's why Jake Hager is in the in AEW.
0: Okay, I think maybe it's just like there's this weird balance where you get a guy like Christian, a guy like Tyson Tomko was like this as well. They add something to your act, but they're in no way a challenge to the spotlight. Like, when Devon was with Batista as Deacon Batista, Batista clearly was going to take the spotlight away from Devon. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. that that wasn't the entire thing was get some, this guy some screen time until we split him off. But, like, it's a very, like, you can come with me because you're no threat and you're just, like, a different thing. Does that make sense? Anyway...
1: It, it totally makes sense. I, I do understand what you're saying and from a perspective that also is very possible with the inner circle and stuff like that. but I want to just return to Dutch Mantel is sort of the opposite of that effect in that you want to, you want to make a guy shine? Yeah, put him with Dutch Mantel but understand Dutch Mantel will be the reason why people enjoy that in the way that like when Zeb Coulter comes back and redebutes and for some reason is managing he Alberto
0: because they realize that like swagger is a heel but not as much as Alberto Del Rio is a visible. heel, So they try and make that work. But in doing that, it's like they can't just make, this is the thing. And exactly what you were saying, Dutch Mantel said, people will cheer this. They can't have the fucking tea party guy be the good guy. So they have to pivot and make Jack Swagger I'm very proud to be an American, and it's fine no matter what color you are. Even though the audience is specifically cheering him, and in one beautiful episode, cheering him and booing Al Sharpton because he hates immigrants and they hate.
1: Yeah, him. yeah, they they really made some cla- What I like to call some WWE classic mistakes, where it's like, we better get Al Sharpton on our program, and no one was like, wait a minute, no, we shouldn't. Like, no, yeah. there's no if you way our like. To, because here's the thing with wrestling fans, if they're not, I would actually say for predominantly not racist, but they are predominantly jerks. And if j- jerks, and also, <laughs> by the way, fuck Al Sharpton. He's a fucking liar. Like, it's also that thing of like, don't put Al Sharpton on TV in the WWE context because a lot of people just don't like Al Sharpton. Like, yes, he's a civil rights leader, but he's also a fucking asshole. Like, he's an asshole and a liar and has done a shitload of shady shit. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, it's not like putting on, like, People will put Al Sharpton in the same category as Barack Obama, and it's like, no, no, Barack Obama isn't famous because back in the '80s he tried, he fought a guy on Morton Downey Jr. and was the face of a fake, um, a fake, um, fake prosecution that like brought down a giant law firm. Like the thing with also putting Al Sharpton on TV in the context of the WWE is it's going to look bad because your fans are going to boo a civil rights leader, and that's how it's going to be portrayed. And they're definitely going to boo him because you picked Al Sharpton, who's an asshole.
0: I don't know if WWE fans are remembering that him his lawsuits in the '80s when they boo him.
1: To be fair, yeah, but because no, they want to go for it. Let me ask you this: Do you like Al Sharpton, Dylan?
0: I don't have an opinion on Al Sharpton. This is I the thing. That's so. I, I also I Al think a
1: lot of people in wrestling would be like, I don't. If like, I was in I an
0: arena, I would cheer him because he's Al Sharpton. I'd be like, oh fuck, Al Sharpton. Yeah, but crazy. He's on wrestling. I wouldn't like boo at him. My yeah, if I saw him, I wouldn't boo him. Especially you're pretty rare
1: amongst wrestling fans. I know a lot of wrestling fans will be like, "boo him." By the way, if Al Sharpton was in ECW, they would have brought New Jack out, and New Jack would have attacked him. (laughs) And that would have been the greatest. And Al thing Sharpton ever.
0: was an ECW, yes. He would have like slapped Francine's ass and Francine, Oh my god, no. Francine would have slapped him, and then Tommy Dreamer would have piledrive drive her, and then he would have and then Al Sharpton would have pile drove Shane Douglas. Like that's what that's what the spot would have been. But that being said, I'm just saying automatically booing Al Sharpton, I'm sure that it was I don't know where Al Sharpton That would be interesting. We should look up where Al Sharpton um, was on WWE if you want to do that while I explain something fun about the Zeb Coulter-Alberto Del Rio thing is that if you want to actually track this country, this country, the United States being fractured visibly, you can do it through the Jack Swagger-Zeb Coulter original um, debut because... It's not like the Muhammad Hassan character where they came out and they were like you guys can pick if this is a baby face or a heel. Let's just bring this
1: up. Al guys was the guest decision. host of Raw September 28th, 2009.
0: Okay, when and uh what city were they in?
1: Oh Christ. Because Let me has that the
0: out. birth con- has the birth has the birth um certificate thing started by then? No. No.
1: No, 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 no. Okay.
0: But then uh, here's what I'm saying. Tracking how divided the United States becomes
1: is It's in Albany, doable. New York. Albany, New York. That's fascinating.
0: Maybe they do know a lot about Al Sharpton.
1: Uh they do. It's also by the way, um,
0: Albany is also famously corrupt, so.
1: Let's also, it's New York State. Clinton. Like I got news for you. You want where you want know, to know you you want to know where QAnon is? It's in New York State. New York City Ooh. is the reason why New York is a blue state. If not, it is Wild, uh, it's like Ontario. Ontario, the cities, very reasonable. You, you let's on, let's head to some rural north Ontario, and you are going to hear some shit that is crazy.
0: Oh, it's fucking nuts. Anyway, bottom line, the what do you call it? The Dutch Mantel and uh, Jack Swagger, the original versions of that you should watch just because it's fucking insane.
1: Oh, pardon me, are, by the way, uh, I just double checked the birther thing. Uh, birther, uh, remarks about Barack Obama's, uh, birther certificate started in 2008 and was launched by Hillary Clinton's campaign staff. That's fucking Hillary Clinton created the thing that Donald Trump used to become a political force in America and defeat her eight years later. Wild. That's wild shit. Welcome to the rest of the review laughing and learning Dylan.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, also we should say this, Zip uh, Zipkul was attacked by Rusev and uh, he was off television for two weeks. December 1st episode of Raw, his leg was broken by Rusev, writing him off television for nearly 11 months. He legitimately broke his femur in two places exercising uh going to the hospital and suffering an infection that gave him a fever of hundred and four caused delirium and his kidneys began to shut down. Doctors estimated he became four hours uh from going into septic shock and dying which Jesus is fucking crazy and then he finally came back and did some podcast stuff or sorry web series it was twenty fifteen obviously forms the mex america team with um Del Rio, because they're trying to save Del Rio's career at that point because nothing's really worked. But once again, they yeah, went away this is, from this what is worked the,
1: for both people. Yeah, this was the. This you yeah, Del Rio is days away from getting engaged to Paige and then making some very alarming voice memos. Um, and Jack Swagger is days away from just continually to be kind of boring. Um, he eventually. Yeah. He makes his last appearance in the WWE and his contract expires May 6, 2016, which is crazy. I thought it was way more recent than that. Um, he pops well, in goes back to wo- Impact,
0: motherfucker, because Dixie fucking Carter's out of there. Fucking fuck you. We got fucking Dutch Mantel back in Impact, bitch.
1: Fuck. That's me. right. And he apparently uh, um, is still a creative consultant um, or may have... Or no, and then left in uh, December of 2017 after Callis and Demore took over as EVPs in as of December 2017. He hosts two podcasts, Dutch's Rum Diaries and Down and Dirty with Dutch Mantel. Um, although Down and Dirty with Dutch Mantel got canceled with another podcast that a cease and desist over the name. In 2019, Mantel narrated five episodes of season one of Dark Side of the Ring, which I preferred to Chris Jericho's narration because Dutch Mantel didn't really appear as a talking head in those episodes. And I find it jarring when Chris Jericho is narrating and also a talking head. Dylan, yes, your comments. Too.
0: I do too. I think Dutch Mantel has a great voice for it. Also, he was narrating that 70 years into his life. He's still working. He is 72 years old. God bless Dutch Mantel. Honestly, what a, a nice guy man. From a showbiz perspective, I look up to because he just fucking kept
1: on fucking working.
0: going. He just worked and he still works.
1: Yeah. It's really fucking nice and amazing and it's really good and it makes and me the happy. The other thing about Dutch
0: Mantel is I didn't realize how much shit that he did. So then we had to speed up the second part of the episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is the other thing to realize about Dutch Mantel. It's very unfair of him. To have lived such a rewarding and rich life because it meant that Dylan and I had to work harder, and that is not what we got into this to do. Yeah. Is that correct? The first Dylan?
0: half of the episode, I was just we were just making jokes about how sad he was from killing babies, and then we had to really speed this shit up in the second yeah.
1: half. How was the rest of the review this week? First half, offensive to the subject, second half, well researched.
0: <laughs> John, what's the first best thing? The first best thing about Dutch Mantel? What's the
1: Still working, baby. Still at it. He, he, yeah. by the, like him and Jim Cornette are just guys that like getting a paycheck every week and they will fucking do it no matter what. That's worst like thing about, about Dutch Mantel, Dutch, yeah, his body blood. odor has got to be brutal with all that hair. Good God.
0: You want to think of it good about Dutch Mantel? This is, he never was in a top enough role that anyone could ever get sick of him. Great. Play. So he was always, like, in tag teams, and he was also an interchangeable guy in a tag team where, like, most cowboy tag teams, is like, it's these big-ass rootin' tootin' motherfuckers, they're gonna punch your dick and suck your ass. But this Dutchman Tell was like, I'm gonna stab your dick, still,
1: with the ass stuff, though. Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing to keep in mind with me. I get up in the morning, I have a ham sandwich. I'm a man. I'm going to your house, I'm gonna kick the shit out of you. <laughs> But this is, the, this is the weird thing about Dutch
0: Pantel is that, like, he probably, I, I mean, the worst thing for him probably is that he didn't catch on in the 80s in the WWF because he could have been one of the dudes
1: in the office forever. No, he couldn't have. He couldn't have. He's so? too reasonable. Like, Vince McMahon at one point would have been like, here's what. He, Vince McMahon would have, like, farted very loud in the car. And Dutch would have been like, Vince, you're going you're gonna to cut that out. I don't like that anymore.
0: well I don't know about that I don't know if that's the best idea
1: Vince yeah that's exactly what it would be and then Vince would be like what and he would have been like at a certain point what it would army Dutch would have shown up like it would have been fine 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 Vince McMahon would have like tried to fart really badly in Dutch's face at the gorilla position and then Dutch would have just started being like "Uh, now Vincent you're going to apologize or we're going to have ourselves a situation and he would have been like pardon he was like Pardon is not sorry, Vincent. You have one more chance. And he was like, what? And he's like, that is not sorry. Let's do this. And then he would have just beaten the shit out of Vincent McMahon, straightened his tie. For some reason, Dutchman tells wearing a tie. We're going, mm. I understand I'm out of here. body hair with a tie. Exactly. He's, yeah, he made a tie out of his own body hair.
0: Uh, this is the interesting thing, and this is what I'll leave on, is maybe this little debate we could start. I don't oh, see him a as like a badass Rambo type. I see him as a guy who just... Wants to exist. And that's what he learned from the army. He didn't learn how to kill. He learned that if he has to, he can kill, but he really just wants to go along to get along. That's oh,
1: aren't Dylan finding the humanity thing. and all of the wrestlers were doing, you fucking I
0: find fucking the fucking, what do you call that? The titties. Humanity. The, I just um, said it. No, more like, because humanity is like, humanity would be like, he's a very even-handed man. It's more yes. like he's much... More like, uh, just he need he will find figure out a way to live in any situation. Like Dutch Mantel is very much there's a never mind. I mean that's actually way too real. just Mantel tells a great man. Yeah, he's just gonna say something about a war, and I was like, yeah, no one needs to hear that. Yeah, thank you so much for your time. We're gonna do Beth Phoenix next week.
1: Oh, I'm excited She's for
0: Beth Phoenix. and a fucking slut. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan, Dylan.
1: Dylan. Someone's at the door.
0: Once a man's been it. married once Hang on. that is Hang on. off limits, Beth. Dylan, someone's at
1: the door. Oh, who's let me that? get it. I'll get it. It's the truth. Dylan's speaking the truth about Beth. Phoenix. <laughs> no, I'm, that's not true. Exactly. The
0: Glamazon, more like the uh, No. Are
1: you stealing in that man from Let me say her. let me say this about Beth Phoenix. She seems like a very nice person who just seems to have lived a, a nice life. Like she seems very happy in a relationship and so does Edge and it's nice.
0: I'm going to say this. I'm you can't say excited, but I'm looking forward to. That's the same thing. Anyway, yeah. we're
1: gonna learn I, more I about excited. what it
0: was like to be a girl who could wrestle in yeah, the era I, of the and I'm Layla very L. excited.
1: You know why I know why I'm happy about doing Dutch Mantel and doing Beth Phoenix? Is yeah, Dutch Mantel definitely murdered a bunch of kids. But he didn't do it like after a show in Memphis. You know, like he was in a war. <laughs> I don't condone a war, but there was like there was he was there like he, he was someone in the, or one of the only circumstances who wouldn't
0: put blame on him
1: yeah. for it. It's not like, why are you doing this? You're the free birds. And it's like, well, mm. well where am I supposed to put my cigarettes out? On an ashtray? No. This, Listen, this woman's buddy arm. Buddy
0: drunk, and I got to do something sometimes. I'm the
1: free bird wait I got to get heat. I got to get heat in this hotel room. If I don't get heat there's with no. this woman, I, I'm not going to be able to work for Fritz. Listen, there's no... People
0: to yell slurs at. There's no fucking people who are ethnic around to like new invent new slurs and have fun yelling slurs at to
1: dehumanize. So I gotta fucking do
0: what I can. Yeah, you
1: gotta get heat. You gotta get heat with the with the. NLS, PCA or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Y- you know what? Sometimes I get real fucked up. Me and Terry Gordy and we start our own fucking chapter of Nambla in the
1: town. Yeah, yeah. you I know sometimes. Sometimes the Southern Poverty Law Center needs to get some ke- heat going with it. <laughs> you gotta keep it kayfabe. Yeah. Okay. Emmett Till was an angle that got out of hand. Yeah. What's wrong
0: with that?
1: You want to know what the Civil War is? That was just Missouri trying to get some heat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> more of that next week with beth phoenix the original we'll be- free bird i guess whoa thank you very much for uh b- listening to this bullshit twitter Instagram, talk, TikTok. why don't we don't post on there as much but
1: we'll start again goodbye on thank tiktok so no we, we post like three times this week we put okay, up
0: Okay, good yeah we post tiktok now again but twitter i mean whatever
1: yeah is there a uh, new
0: one we could join is there a i like really
1: I was thinking about let's go on whatever one the Russia Russia is using to really get propaganda about the Ukraine war out there.
0: <laughs> okay, because <laughs> let's just, was just like Russian Facebook.
1: Yeah, yeah, splooge.
0: Splooge? You think it's yes. called splooge? <laughs> splooge. Let's fucking join whatever social media website. I, let's make our own social media website. I'll post on there like. Try not to come and that'll be thing.
1: I wanted to try. I wanted to put, I wanted to get someone to go to WrestleMania next year and just make the wrestler review grinder page just to see how we can get some advertising going in that manner.
0: I would think so. We just people show up and they're like, you want to listen to this podcast and not exactly
1: just like, hey, what are you guys doing? It's like, we are just listening to this podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty sick. Yeah, let's make a wrestler review Tinder or whatever. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Can we do that?
0: Oh, we have a Facebook page on Hinge. Hinge is the good one, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, we're done.